Are you looking to reach your full potential and achieve success in business and in life? Want only tried and tested guidance from people who have truly made an impact? You have come to the right place. Welcome to Five Questions with Dan Shabell. New York Times bestselling author Dan Shabell distills the most actionable and tangible advice from a variety of world-class humans, including entrepreneurs, authors, Olympians, politicians, billionaires, Nobel Prize winners, TED speakers, celebrities, astronauts, and more. Inspirational guidance, practical advice, and concrete solutions. Our 15-minute power chat starts now. Welcome to the fifth episode of Five Questions with Dan Shawbell. As your host, my goal is to curate the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is the 66th United States Secretary of State and the first ever African-American female Secretary of State, Condoleezza Rice. Rice was born in Birmingham, Alabama in the racially segregated South. She received her bachelor's degree from the University of Denver, her master's degree from the University of Notre Dame, and a PhD from the University of Denver's School of International Studies. After graduating, she worked at the State Department under the Carter administration, then received a fellowship from Stanford University, where she eventually became the provost. From there, she served on the National Security Council under President George H.W. Bush before eventually becoming the Secretary of State. Currently, she's a professor of political economy in the Stanford Graduate School of Business and a professor of political science at Stanford University. She's the author of Political Risk, No Higher Honor, and Democracy, and sits on the board of Dropbox. More recently, she partnered with Pulitzer Prize-winning historian David M. Kennedy on American Creed, a documentary film that examines what unites Americans and the ideals they share that lead them to hope for the future. What goes into your decision-making process? Well, into my decision-making process, I tend to want to gather uh, information as much as I possibly can. Uh, the problem is you, of course, aren't ever going to be able to gather perfect information, uh, but you have to learn how to ask the right questions. You're likely not to be the expert on an issue that's facing you. And so you have to learn to ask the right questions, gather as much uh, information as you can, and then you have to sit back and say to yourself, what is it we're trying to achieve here? And uh, how can I best achieve that? Given the limitations that I now face, one thing that people sometimes don't understand about decision-making um, in these circumstances is you're rarely facing uh, the perfect outcome. Most often, uh, you're facing uh, the best, sometimes among bad options. And uh, you can't let that be debilitating. You have to uh, go ahead and try to make the best choice before you. What are some of the lessons you learned as the former Secretary of State? Well, I think the first thing that I learned um, when I was Secretary of State is to that the, this idea that we have that there's leadership and there's management uh, and that they're two separate things is just not true. Uh, leadership and management are two halves of the same walnut. If you uh, aren't enough of a leader to give people a vision of where they're going, then no one is inspired. But if you don't manage your organization and know enough about your organization, then you're not actually going to be able to get to where you're going. 
And so I, the first thing is leadership and management are two halves of the same walnut. You really do have to know the details of what's going on in your organization. Secondly, I've learned um, that you sometimes need to look hard to see why things may not be getting done. When I was younger in my career, my tendency, if something wasn't getting done, was to try to go and do it myself. Well, if you delegate it to people, your job instead is to help facilitate their ability to get things done. And so look hard for why something may not be getting done. And the final point I'll make is you have to have truth tellers around you. When you get to the top of an organization, it's not that people want to uh, lie to you, but they want to try to fix it before it gets to you. And very often, by the time they've tried to fix it, it's too late. And so you need people who will walk in and say, look, this isn't going well, or you've made a bad decision here, or we've got to change course. Then they have to be willing and able to do it without fear of retribution. So having truth tellers around you is very important. How can technology be used effectively when trying to get a message out to others? Well, technology is an enabler. It's not a solution in and of itself. And so uh, the first thing that you have to ask is, what is it that I'm trying to do with technology? I think technology has some very real possibilities and strengths, for instance, in training and retraining of people, the ability of people to learn and be retrained at their own pace and uh, to understand what they're going through or what they're learning before they move on. So I think personalized learning uh, is going to be a terrific tool for training and retraining of people. The technology, I think, can help very much uh, in communicating, but it still matters what message you're trying to send. And you have to know when you can use um, uh, technology. Can you be on video? Can you do a, a big message to all your employees by video? Or do you really have to do it in a more retail way where you're sitting with people and not using the technology? So technology has a lot of benefits, but it's not the uh, not a panacea. And you have to still craft messages, know when you're using technology, when you're not, and use it in an appropriate way. What is your view of the power of diversity in business and in politics? Well, I am a uh, believer that diversity is uh, a necessity these days. One thing what diversity does is it gives you people who've come from different backgrounds and different experiences. Some of that might be different experiences and backgrounds that are uh, ethnic. Some might be gender. Uh, some might be people who um, have come from different socioeconomic backgrounds. Uh, what you don't want in any organization today is groupthink. Things are moving too fast, and you have to be able to assess a lot of different uh, factors and a lot of different elements quickly. And it sure helps to have people who might have seen that because they come from a different background. What are your top three pieces of career advice? Well, my top three pieces of career advice, first of all, find something you're passionate about. Because uh, if you're not passionate about your work, uh, you won't do it particularly well. Secondly, don't be afraid to try something hard to stretch. I think women in particular uh, sometimes uh, are not aware of how they can translate certain skills into other skills. And they tend to say, well, I'm not ready for that. And really, you probably are. Uh, so be willing to stretch. But my last piece of advice is find good mentors. Mentorship has to be organic. Uh, it can't be walking up to somebody and saying, will you be my mentor? I don't much like formal mentorship programs. Uh, mentorship comes when um, a mentor and a mentee uh, realize that they have something in common. Good mentors are people who advocate 
for uh, their mentees, but good mentees are people who are worthy of that advocacy, who have worked to really achieve uh, the support of that mentor. And the final thing I'll say to people about mentorship is your mentors and your role models might not look like you. We've got this conceit these days that you have to have role models who look like you. Well, if I'd been waiting for a black female Soviet specialist role model, I'd kind of still be waiting. Make your mentors people who you admire, people who uh, have achieved in your career and who you like the way that they carry themselves. And it's very rare that uh, if you say to somebody, uh, you know, I would really like to, to sit down for a cup of coffee and talk, it's rare that people will say no. And that's the way good mentorship uh, works. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Condoleezza. To follow her journey, be sure to check out her books, Political Risk, No Higher Honor, and Democracy. You can also find her on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, where she shares her political views, latest projects, and inspirational messages. We hope you enjoyed today's show and the amazing advice our guests provided. Remember that you can only benefit from advice if you can act on it. Before you do, we would appreciate your feedback in form of a review. You can leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or a podcatcher of your choice. Your feedback would be very much appreciated. Head over to danshawbell.com slash review now.